Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to another episode of the Career Contessa podcast, your shortcut to being more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. I'm your host, Lauren McGoodwin. Today, I'm chatting with Melissa Benishai, the founder and now CEO of Baked by Melissa, popular TikTok creator, and so much more. After getting fired from her job, Melissa went home and started baking her cupcakes. Fast forward 15 plus years, and Baked by Melissa is an incredibly successful business that still offers its signature product, bite-sized cupcakes. What does it take to build a long-lasting brand? How does Melissa push through imposter syndrome? And how does she come up with that much content on TikTok? Honestly, she has shared a new recipe on TikTok for over 600 days in a row, and she has no plans to stop. Get ready for a very fun and very open founder interview. And now this is the Career Contessa podcast. Well, I'm really excited for today's guest. It's Melissa Benishai, or how most people know her is Baked by Melissa, not just because I love all her recipes, especially on TikTok, but because her story is the type that you really root for. You know, fired from the job, so she turns to her passion of baking, which is now a successful business and brand. Melissa, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm sure you've told this story a gazillion times. So I want you to like somewhat briefly retell the story of getting fired and coming up with the idea for Baked by Melissa. Sure. So I was 24 years old at my second job out of college, but basically my first because my first job was a seven month stint. I was working as an assistant media planner at Deutsch Advertising. I was not passionate about the work I was doing, but what was cool about that job is I could wear like a hooded sweatshirt and jeans to work every day. I like that part. Anyway, I got fired because I wasn't good at my job. And in hindsight, I didn't even know how to be good at that job. They were right to fire me. At the time, I was baking my tie-dye cupcakes for everyone and anyone. Creating things for people I love is my love language, especially in the food space. It always has been my love language. I went right from being fired to my brother's office crying. And he said, go home and bake your cupcakes. We'll start a business together, which sounds like crazy, I guess. But we always wanted to start a business together. He's very entrepreneurial. I come from a very entrepreneurial family. The dinner conversation my whole childhood was around business or golf. At the time, I thought it was annoying, but it very much shaped my interest in business. And fast forward 15 years later, 
I'm here. I'm 39 years old, two children, working mom, a thriving business built around bite-sized cupcakes that make people happy, newly social media influencer, TikTok star, (laughs) and the sky is the limit. You can truly do anything you set your mind to. Absolutely. I actually love that too, because it's like, yes, you're listing it, but it's like, okay, that was like the quick list and like within a 10 to 15 year period of your life. But I mean, certainly you've been able to adapt and grow people. Some people who started brands 15 years ago are trying not to adapt and grow. They want things to stay the same. And I think what's awesome about what you're doing is like, yeah, launching on TikTok, talking about something other than cupcakes also on TikTok. I want you to know we make your no bake cookies and every single, well, maybe not every single night, but like a few times a week and have a lot of them every single night and like followed the recipe off of TikTok. And I, I just think that's so cool that you have been able to sort of like have a niche with your business. It's really clear, but then also be like, I'm not unwilling to take on new challenges, figure out TikTok, become the CEO when the company needs it. Oh, by the way, become the CEO and then go through the pandemic of things. So do you think that's also like something you remember growing up as being really adaptable or less afraid of sort of change? Or is that just because you're forced into it now? <laughs> I am learning a lot about myself through raising children. I am the second born child of two. And I think this is like a more recent realization. I'm very flexible, like not physically I'm flexible, but I'm like, like, you know, that's not what I mean. I I'm a, I like to please people and I'm pretty easygoing as long as everybody is happy I am happy. I think my youngest is kind of like that too. You know, it's just that's all I know of life is having an older sibling who all he knew when I was born was that whatever he wanted is what we did. I was the little baby just going along with everything and I think that is like in my soul you know, foundationally, but a lot of great challenge has led me to where I am today. And that is not something that I focus on in interviews because it's personal and oftentimes confidential or involving a unique relationship that I would never want to exploit. But the most simple example of a challenge like that, that I was actually thinking about this morning on my commute into the office When we founded the company and we started selling our bite-sized cupcakes, it was this just incredible phenomenon. We took the cupcake that everybody knows and loves and we made it just a bite and wow. And soon after, my brother and my co-founder, Matt, they're like, you know, what if we did a mini of the month, a new flavor every month? And I remember that sounded so hard, a new flavor every month. 15 years later, I have launched a new flavor every month. And it's like a piece of cake, literally like the easiest part of my job to come up with that new flavor because I love flavor and combinations. And that's what that's it's not even part of my job. I like just do it while I'm doing something else. But that's what I'm doing on TikTok too. And Mm -hmm. I am coming up with, you know, I have posted a new recipe for the last 680 days straight. Wow. That is very impressive. Yeah. And if you would have told that 24-year-old who was freaked out and scared to do a mini of the month for 12 months of a year that I was going to launch a new 
savory recipe every day while leading the company as CEO, I would have been like, you're fucking crazy. Like, no way, you know? So I don't know. I think like that's just like, it's, it's <laughs> well, all, it's also, hard, but it's, but the more you do, that's hard. The more confidence you build and the better you get. Yes. I was going to ask too, I can remember the early days of launching a company and I, I kind of describe it as like when something would go wrong, I felt like I needed to like go in the corner and cry. And now like when things go wrong, it's like way less of a dramatic thing. And it's more of a like, you know, the fire truck could be on the way, the building could be on fire. And I would calmly be like, okay, I think we can figure this out because you get so used to that. I think in entrepreneurship and building your own business of like, I don't really know what I'm doing. This all sounds really hard. I have to relearn everything or teach myself everything that I need to do. And so maybe you also build up this muscle of confidence. Have you felt like that? You know, like, or maybe you haven't consciously thought of it like this, oh, no. but consciously. Oh, I think about it. I think my yeah. dad used to say, what makes metal steel, baby? Extreme heat. And I, I used to call my dad crying. I Listen, I founded my company with my brother, my older brother, my best friend, and three other men who are older than me and, quote, smarter than me. The relationships in life, business, whatever, those are the hardest part. I challenge you to tell me otherwise. Yes. Yeah. After experiencing it. So I used to call my dad crying, you know, my mid twenties, like one, two years into the business. And he would tell me what makes metal steel extreme heat. You know, after a while, if you keep getting upset about the same thing over and over, by definition, it's insanity, right? Like the same response over and over again. No, all you can do is change your response. and. That's all I have control over is the way I respond to the things that are completely outside of my control. And I, I actually read a book. It's called The Games People Play. It's a small book and it's about relationships and just emotional intelligence and the role you play in those relationships. And to me, for whatever reason, that is how it clicked for me. I'm like, okay, like I understand it and I'm going to work on my response. And I think in tandem with that practice, I also learned to embrace going outside of my comfort zone because otherwise you're staying the same. You're not growing or learning. Like new experience and challenge is what builds muscle and confidence. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So now, I mean, I, I just came out of a board meeting and I'm sitting with my, my executive team after the board meeting and like, like knock on wood, we had a great year. We had like everything. It was the best board meeting we ever had, like all good stuff. Like, I, I just, I wonder what the challenges are going to be. And I think anybody who has founded, run, grown a business, like the one guarantee is that shit happens. Like every single day, you are going to be faced with new challenges every day. And the way you respond to them ultimately defines your success. So it's fun. That's the, that's it. Like, yeah. That's the fun part. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's the end of the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I completely agree. And I'm also curious, like you had a good year, you're a CEO, like all the things you said, do you find that the challenges of running a business are still really fun or do you have moment? Like, what do you do when you have those moments of like, I've been doing this for so long and I'm over it. And whether someone's running their own business or in building a career. I mean, a lot of women are having this moment where they feel like, is it all worth it? Like, have you ever had those moments and how do you push through? 
I have those moments every day. I think women in today's society are, there are unrealistic expectations on women today to be a mom, an executive, or whatever. Plus, you have this like whole world of content in which people are creating a story, fabricating a story that is not real. Right. It's, it's a brand that you build and you choose how you share yourself, but it's a false perception of reality to so many people who are going through challenging times, just like all of us, including the people who are fabricating these stories. We all have like really big challenges. I think every day is new and different for me. I just like had a quarterly board meeting in which like I'm forced in those meetings to take a step back and go through the deck of like our performance. And it's a great, I love that because I never take a step back and say like, how did we like, you know, I don't celebrate, like, unfortunately, like I I don't have time to celebrate. Like yesterday morning, getting my kids dressed and to, to at the house took me and my husband. I texted my husband when I got to the office. Are you okay? How are the girls? <laughs> like it was like a traumatic experience. I'd be like every day between life and business. Like it's hard. It's so hard. But I love yeah. it. These like, highlight reels. It. Yeah. The highlight reels are not doing anyone any favors. And yet it's like an addiction. You're like, oh, that person's doing that thing. Like I got to keep up. I mean, it's, it's this like weird push and pull. I think that my therapy, my therapist tells me I am addicted to productivity. What I have to do is sit like basically with my hands folded with my thoughts. I, I can't like last (laughs) night I got into bed and it's like, I'm not doing anything. Oh, I need to edit a TikTok. Like, like, it's overstimulation. I think that's definitely a trait, especially for people who do get a lot done or are ambitious and have a lot like, and when you're an entrepreneur too, I think there is no limit, right? So like you can be productive 24 seven, you could be creating something 24 seven because it's not like, I don't know, there's not like 15 levels above you boss wise. So I feel like to your and point, it's new. Your therapist, yeah, it's new. It's, it's new for today. My grandfather, like God bless that man. Like, may he rest in peace. Like what went on in his mind? What he had a newspaper to read. He could watch CNN on the television. What's the internet? Like, you know, like we have the world at our fingertips and technology is changing every day. And it is so cool. And the more, but it's, it's like, yeah. But it's also um, ruining us. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm it's also like we're addicted. Too. And if I have a good day at work, my husband's mad at me for something. You know, like it's just like there's yeah. so there or my I'm disappointing my parents because, you know, like there's just so many things. Yeah. I was interviewing someone recently. She wrote the book Real Self Care. And she said one of the things about like wellness or these productivity traps that get us is also like they're their optimization, right? They're telling you like, you can do this thing and that thing, and you can optimize your happiness and optimize your success. And so when it comes to like taking care of ourselves, and I think a lot about this for just like the messaging that we send to women too, it's like, turn yourself into a human DIY project because you're the broken thing. And then when we fix you, like your business will be successful or you will take off on TikTok or whatever it is. And I, it's just, it's, it's a very, it's a very challenging place to be with these competing 
messages happening and also like the realities of your life too. Like, yeah, you know, maybe not, maybe not everyone wants to be a TikTok star, (laughs) but I will say that when I started being true to myself and like doing the right thing for me, that's really when like I found peace and like, I think everybody has a really hard time in one way. Like we all have our own unique challenges And I just think like being your authentic self, like knowing what you need to do for you, for your own happiness and whatever your definition of success is, as long as you're like tuned into that, then you win because all you have is, is yourself. When someone is just exceptionally good at what they do, whether it be a waiter, a chef or a doctor, you know, you're in good hands. It's like seeing a waiter balancing five trays of sizzling fajitas on one arm while waiting on six different tables. You're confident in them, and you know they're the right person for the job. When you find the right doctor, you can feel it. You feel heard, and you feel at ease. On ZocDoc, finding the doctor that's right for you is seamless. The quality care you need is just a few taps away in the ZocDoc app. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more doctor roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor that you haven't even met yet. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and that fits their needs and schedule just right. Plus, when you're not feeling your best and just trying to hold it all together, finding great care shouldn't take up all your energy. With ZocDoc, there are no alarms or surprises. You are able to browse for the doctor that you want, and then you can upload and verify your insurance information ahead of time. I actually just did this with booking the endocrinologist to check my thyroid. Go to ZocDoc.com Contessa and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. Once again, that's ZocDoc, so Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Contessa, C-O-N-T-E-S-S-A. One more time, ZocDoc.com slash Contessa. Okay, now let's get back to the show. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture every Tuesday, okay? I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Do you feel like you've been growing a business and building in this business for a long time? Do you feel like the skill sets that you have today, obviously they're different than the skill sets you had in the beginning, but now you're also the CEO. Can we talk a little bit about like lessons learned or skills that you think are really important for what you do now? I mean, I think, I think being true to yourself and authentic is important. And it's also really important when running a business, because if you're always looking outwards at what other people are doing or listening to all the other voices, it can also take you completely off track of of what's actually working. So how do you stay true to that? It made me unstoppable. And I think that for so long, I used to know that the perception of me was so different than the reality of me. And it still is, but I 
you know, I worked with my brother for eight years. He was our CEO and he was my boss essentially. And he had me focus on what he felt that I should be focused on. And he ran the show. And Big Ben Melissa exists in so many ways because of my brother and his vision, to be clear. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't do this. Like, he built the company. He had all the weight on his shoulders. And I was very much his partner in doing it. But he was in charge. And I just remember, like, I would have these interviews. And I would think, like, they think I'm in charge. Like, I'm not in charge. And I could never be in charge. And then we hired my brother's replacement because my brother is like the truest form of an entrepreneur. As of an entrepreneur, he needs to continue to go create. He's like founded three businesses since, like you know, stepping away from CEO of Big by Mosa, and he still sits on our board. But he's not involved in the day to day anymore. We hired his replacement. His replacement, like he believed in me, and and he wasn't my blood, you know, and so. And his greatest superpower, everyone has a superpower. His superpower is like people and team and empowering people around him. And he brought me back to life and empowered me. And basically, at the then I became the only person in the organization that knew, like had the gut and I needed to be involved in every decision. And we partnered in the truest sense of it. And then one day in December 2019, it all came to an end very abruptly. He could no longer serve as our CEO. It was entirely personal to him and outside of our control, he had to step down. And so I get on a call that night with my board and without any thought, they're like, okay, so Melissa will be CEO. And I mean, the little girl became a woman like on that call. I remember I was standing in my doorway and I'm like, the doorway of my bedroom in my home with my two little babies running around or yeah, two little babies like, babe, if you see how like I could, I could like, I still, I feel it when I think of that moment, I was like scared shitless. Like I can't be CEO. Like I work best with a CEO. I am the creative, you know, like I am the personality, the product, the brand. Yeah. But my superpower is knowing when I don't know. And I think that makes me a great CEO. So the next morning, I was up all night with my investor, like crafting, like what we're going to communicate to my team. <laughs> I wore, I remember my, like I, I, I always wear the same outfit every day. Like I, I that's like I, so I, at the time, my same outfit was like jeans, a black long sleeve thumbhole shirt, which I still wear those shirts every day. And then like this like red flannel like shirt. I walked to the path listening to Rocky and I stood in front of my, media, my, my, I was, I was so scared. I stood in front of my company and I said, effective, like effective immediately, like so-and-so will no longer be our CEO and effective immediately. I am stepping in as CEO and they gave me a round of applause and a standing ovation. And that was very nice and made me feel good. And I was still scared out of my mind, but it was December 5th and our busiest time of the year is holiday. Our so I was like, so go back to work. And I just knew I <laughs> needed to execute like holiday. And I did that. I asked for help. Like, you know, it's like the the structural stuff that I'm not good at, like putting together a deck for an all hands meeting. Okay. What's, what should I talk about in the all hands meeting? I literally would just like ask some, like one of my brother's friends who was like, you know, like what, what, what should I, what should be there? And then my investor was so trusting in me and he actually had more confidence in me than I had in myself. So we executed our most successful holiday season that December. 
And that gave me confidence because I was so far out of my com- comfort zone. Yeah, I did everything I could to achieve what I believed was success by recognizing what I don't know and asking for help. Execute a great holiday season. Then we go right into Valentine's Day. So we finish holiday at Baked by Melissa every year. And we're, we, we're already behind on Valentine's Day because it's one after the next. And Valentine's Day is our single busiest week of the entire year. And then we killed Valentine's Day. We beat just like all the records we broke in December. I'm so like, okay, okay. And I'm meet- and simultaneously I'm meeting with prospective CEOs because I don't want to be CEO. I was looking for my yeah. new partner. And everybody right. I met with, they would be like, no, no, you're going to be the CEO. Like, what are you crazy? Like, listen to you. You're the CEO. And then COVID hit. And then like, shh. Like that was the best. <laughs> yeah. That was from a business perspective. COVID was, COVID was terrible. Terrible. Like, you know, obviously. Yes. But it leveled the playing field. I, all of a sudden, was at the same level as the CEO of Procter & Gamble. Like, you know, like everybody, nobody knew what the fuck was happening. But this is my baby. This is my child. So actually, I knew, like for my business, like I have maternal instincts. I learned the day I became a mom in real life that I had been having maternal instincts all along for Baked by Melissa. And so I just like knew what to do. And then that year, 20... December 2019 through 2020, I earned my wings. I learned how to fly and I, I showed myself that I can do it. And now, and then now I'm applying that with the confidence and like, yeah. And building and you continue to build and innovate. And I think it's, I think that's such a good story. And for the person who's listening, who is maybe afraid or has this fear, I think like just the message of like, trust your instincts or try it. You know, you didn't know what you were doing. You would try things, you would follow your instincts and then they either worked or didn't work. In your case, a lot of them did work, but it's that confidence that builds upon each other. It's interesting. I'm sure people ask you this, like, how do you overcome imposter syndrome? And like, I'm- Imposter syndrome doesn't exist. It's not like, everybody's an imposter. Nobody's born doing any, like with, with experience, like the- the people who succeed are the people with the biggest ego who probably are less fit to succeed than you are, you know? But for me, it's interesting. Now I set out and take risks, but for so long, I I, I was just responding to the yeah. challenges that were put well, in front of me. I think when you become CEO in a phone call, that that might be like, you get a pass for that. It's not like you got like, I mean, some CEOs are being interviewed for months, months, months. So they're prepping and thinking about it, you know? So yeah, um, I would have never I, been able I, to sell myself an interview for this role, <laughs> like for what it's worth. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about growing this business. I'm sure you've been asked this before, but your TikTok, you have tons of recipes. Your business sells this amazing product, not just like one, but you know, I'm sure people have asked you, why don't you expand? Like, why don't you sell other things than the cupcakes? Why do you stay true? And how do you make those tough decisions like that? Kind of like those strategic decisions. Something like 80% of new businesses fail. We sell bite-sized cupcakes and we are so damn good at it. And you have to be insane to do what we do because it's not easy. Everything's made entirely by hand with the most delicious ingredients, guaranteed to arrive on the date of your choice when you go to bakebymelissa.com and perfectly fresh. And you have this girl who's like obsessed with the product. And and like, if I, like, I will not accept anything less than perfect quality. 
I have like a personal interest. Like it's my name on the door. We've been in business for 15 years. We have a product that makes everybody happy. Why the hell would we try to do anything else? I mean, don't get me wrong. Like we do things like supplementary too. Like we sell tie dye merchandise on our website and you know, now with yeah. the social media success, we do have a new product that we sell. It's content and we're damn good at creating it. Yeah. But, but we don't have to sell it, which means that we can choose and really just look for strategic opportunity that supports doing what we already do and love and are so damn good at. And you know what? That takes a lot of self-control. and. When I first started, you know, having this success on social media, if I had a dollar for every single person who told me, you're crazy, go do this on your own. You could be making so much money. Like what? I have. You mean as your own personal brand versus like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Like, why would I do that? I love my job. I love my team. I would never want to be doing any, like, I think being an influencer, no offense to the influence, like, well, no, you know what? I think being an influencer is probably one of the hardest jobs there is. You do it almost entirely on your own. You have to deal with all these negative comments and people are so mean. It's crazy, actually. And you have to be self-motivated every morning when you open your eyes. And if you're not working, then you're not making any money. Like, it is truly on you. I don't want that. Like, I just want to continue to do what I love with the people I love. Like, so I love to know who you are. (laughs) And you did say, like, it actually takes a lot of self-control to not fight the urge to like, you know, it's like chasing the shiny object in the room. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of shiny objects. You could do a lot of different things, but understanding what do I want to do? What do I really enjoy doing? What gives me the most energy and sticking to that and like really just keeping those blinders on. I have a friend who always uses the metaphor of like racehorses when they're racing, they, they wear the blinders cause they don't need to see what the other horse is doing. They need to focus on what they're doing. And it, it's interesting because you mentioned about the thing about influencers. I think a lot of influencers would also love to be doing what you're doing, which is like they're they're protected or with a brand versus I think it is exhausting to be in front of the camera all the time. But that's it is it I is mean. very exhausting. I know that I'm in a very unique situation and I'm hard pressed to find somebody else who is in a situation like me where they're the CEO of a growing business, a content creator, influencer, and like mother. It's yeah. exhausting and sometimes I might fall over, but the best part of my job is creating the content. Like that is my, like I just, as a creative person, having the opportunity to be creative in a way that serves my business, maybe doesn't directly impact revenue. Like every time I do it, it's the top of the funnel brand awareness. Maybe it's salads. Maybe my core business is cupcakes. It doesn't matter. But again, like it's very unique because I'm Melissa, baked by Melissa. Like nobody, like, you know, it's just. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Okay. So we're going to wrap up and I want to do some rapid fire with you, which is, I love rapid just fire. Like, okay, good. <laughs> like, I do them on interviews. I think rapid fire when you're interviewing like people for like jobs is so fun. Okay. So what is on your Spotify, Spotify list right now that you listen to on repeat? Oh, well, I've been, I made a playlist for my kids, which is like, oh. <laughs> so that's actually what I listen to most, but my Spotify playlist I listen to 
is um, just like all of my liked songs. And it's mostly like the Beatles, the Almond Brothers, some Eminem, Leonard Skinner. You know, I'm an old soul. A good mix of it all. <laughs> if someone got fired from their job today, you would tell them. Great. <laughs> the best thing that ever uh, it is the best thing that ever happened to you. And I'm not only saying that because of my own personal experience, you weren't doing a good job or like, and you probably knew it already. Yeah. The next thing you plan on making. Ooh, I don't even know. That's the fun part. I don't know. <laughs> and I, and sometimes like, I start with a list of things I want to make when I'm like sitting, when I'm setting out to create content. And by the time I'm done with it, I made totally different things. Do you think not overthinking it like that is actually a really good thing? Yes. I think if you're yeah. truly great at what you're doing, that's what happens. And I so am you like my own horn. Like I am a, I, that the kitchen has always been like, I've always made salads and nourishing food just for as long as I've been making cupcakes. Yeah. It just comes natural to you and you can see that and it comes through on screen. Like you don't have to overthink it. No, I feel it in my fingers. It's just, I don't even, I'm not even <laughs> thinking. I'm just, I just love food. I like love food so much. The last time you failed or made a mistake was? This morning. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what I did? Actually, the last thing I made a mistake was like, sometimes my husband will tell my kids something and I'll like disagree with him in front of my kids, which like works against everything. It works against the team of parents and then they don't listen. Yeah. That happened yesterday. Yeah. Happened yeah. Um, like, no, you can't say that to her. Sorry. The rule is if mom says no, then the answer is no. Unless your kids go ask dad and don't give him the information. Right. And then you're like, no. <laughs> okay. And then the last one is the best piece of career advice you ever got. It's all from my dad. It's really hard. I like the metal one. I love that one. Yeah, the I think metal that's great. One, I mean, it's always a result of doing a lot of things the right way or a lot of things the wrong way. Like it's not one thing that it leads to success. Like we, you know, we're doing well right now that could change tomorrow or today even, but it's a result of doing so many things right and, and being thoughtful in the decisions that we make. I think yeah. that is something that I am reminded of every single day. It's never just one thing. It's always a lot of things, whether and that, that could be personal or professional. Um, I just thought of one more. Uh, what is your definition of success? Happiness. I love that. And, and it's working hard towards things I love that truly makes me happy and fulfilled every day. And I get to work so hard towards my family and my business, fakebymelissa.com. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa, thank you for joining us. This has been really fun. You have some amazing stories also. Obviously, people probably know they can go to bakebymelissa.com, but why don't you reshare all the links and places to go just so we can wrap it up with that? We have your next go-to gift. Go to bakebymelissa.com, place all the orders for all the birthdays, anniversaries, you name it, because Baked by Melissa truly makes everybody happy, whether you're seven or 77. It doesn't really matter. And uh, check me out on TikTok, Baked by Melissa, because I will inspire you to create the perfect bite that's equally nourishing and delicious. I can also attest to the no-bake cookies. I should just link to that directly. The ones with the almond flour? Yes. I Okay, just so you know, I literally have a Costco size of almond butter now with almond flour, all the things, because we make these so much. I actually like was using that for something else, but we use them so much and they're, they're delicious. And And they taste like cookie dough. Do you roll them? Yeah. We follow the instructions perfectly. And it actually is funny because we used to always buy certain stuff from Trader Joe's and I'm like, I don't want this anymore. I just want the more baked by Melissa cookies. Like it's, it's like a thing in our house. Cause now we're like, those things have that ingredient in it. And yeah. 
No, but that's exactly right. Like if you replace the snacks in your life with like any one of my recipes, like, like you don't want to open a package to feed yourself, which I do, of course, but like 80-20. And my kids open more packages. Like they love, if it comes in a package, it's delicious to them. Yeah. So annoying, but whatever. We could just do our best. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll link to those so everyone can try the no-bake cookies. Melissa, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Contestant Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please don't forget to rate and review our show. It really helps us, especially with all the algorithms for the podcast. Another thing that you can do that is super fun and helps us out a lot is take a screenshot of your podcast player playing this episode and share it on social media, especially Instagram at Career Contessa, and we will reshare it. And all the links to Melissa's website and her TikTok, including the cookie recipe I mentioned, are in the show notes. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.